Hello, Mandrew Jupin. Chris Cabin. Steven Sadak. And we hate apes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning into the program. Uh, if it's your first time sitting down with We Hate Movies, uh, you're catching us in the back half of our fourth annual summer blockbuster extravaganza. If you're talking about it on social media, please be sure to use hashtag SBE2014. Today's, uh, I guess I, we, we were all saying we forgot how bad this movie was. The forgetfully bad 2001 sci-fi remake Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Yeah, this is the one where I was like, oh, Tim Burton can make bad movies. Like, oh, really? No. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, oh, it's not a good movie. Like, because Mars Attacks, I don't like, and I didn't, I didn't even like it when I was a kid, but I knew it wasn't for me. Like, I was right. like, this, this is doing something. It's not for me. It's, it could totally be good and all that stuff, but the, this one was just like, oh, no, this is doing nothing. This is frightfully bad. And it's also like, much like that secret Tim Burton movie we talked about at the beginning of the summer blockbuster extravaganza, this movie, actually, no, that movie feels more like a Tim Burton movie than this movie does. Yeah, there absolutely. is, there's no trace of Tim Burton in this movie. Well, because he has no things, like, he, he likes the design interiors, like, yeah. and there's not many interiors in this film. Yeah, but I mean, even still, with the costumes or something, there's nothing about this that says to me, like, Tim Burton made this movie, other than the awesome Danny Elfman music, which is probably, I think, the best part of the movie. I, I turned this on yesterday, and I'm sitting down, and the fucking score comes on. I'm like, oh, shit. We were wrong. Maybe we were wrong. <laughs> I maybe, thought the same thing. I was thing. like, maybe I'm coming back to this, and I'm going to like this fucking movie. And then, of course, no. 10 minutes in, I'm reminded, no. Well, then you start watching the opening credits where it's ape mythology and apes in fucking tunics. And you're like, you know what? Maybe I'm right and the music's just all right. It's the same thing with Catwoman. It's like, I don't need the ape chronology here. I don't need, like, the dawn of apes up until where we are now in ape history. I don't want it. I don't need it. I'm not asking for it. It's not gorillas in the mist. I don't need to know everything about ape culture. Or monkey culture, or chimp culture, or orangutan culture. How amazing would it be if, like, on some of these, like, stone etchings, it's like an etching of uh, Sigourney Weaver <laughs> and Gorillas in the Mist just, like, teaching that ape how to talk? It's uh, an etching of Matt LeBlanc playing baseball with that monkey. <laughs> uh, 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 Ed. Uh, Bruce Campbell, like, getting mauled by that gray ape in Congo. <laughs> Or whoever the fuck's in Mighty Joe Young in Mighty Joe Young. The remake. I think that's a Shirley's Theron. I think she's the one. Oh, she's farting around in that movie. Yeah, I think she's helping him out. Kyle Chandler and Peter Jackson's King Kong. (laughs) Or awkwardly Jack Black in Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah, it's Uh, it's just Jack Black in a movie house somewhere. (laughs) It's like, oh, how does that fit? Uh, so if you've seen the first Planet of the Apes movie, it's kind of just that. But we have to, like, 
put some sort of millennial spin on it. Like, there's still a twist ending, but it's it's not the twist ending you were expecting, which is obnoxious. Well, the twist of the original is to- like it's it's one of those ones you can see coming a mile away if you're. I mean, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh, like, I mean, dude, I guarantee but, you, in '68, audiences were blindsided by that. But it's still it's set up. It makes sense. It, but it it has an emotional impact of like, no. oh fuck, because honestly, it's written by Rod Serling, and the rule of Twilight Zones are they're dead the whole time, they're on Earth all along, or maybe it's a dead grandmother. Like I, I, I don't know, or a third one. <laughs> I would like to add another one to that, which is, oh, whoops, it's a robot. <laughs> That's the other. I've been going through some Twilight Zone, and it's like accidental robot. Yeah. Like there's that great one where, uh, uh, oh, what's his name now? It's good. Jack Warden is. Uh, oh, we, oh, the robot. The where he's where he's no not ro- no not where he's the astronaut. There's one. It's I was just watching it. It's in the first season. Jack Warden plays a, 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 a manager of a shitty baseball team. And this guy comes in, he's like, hey, I have this new picture for you. His name's Casey, and he's young. And it turns out that Casey's a robot. <laughs> like, like, the dude starts throwing, like, aces, and Jack Warren's like, wow, look at that. He's got quite the arm on him. And the guy's like, secret robot. It's fucking awesome. I'm just going to tell you one thing, Jack Warren. If it's raining out, we're calling the game. <laughs> he is not in the starting lineup. <laughs> yeah, we'll go off for some brews later. Define bruise. <laughs> I'll just have dried milk. It's actually, it was, that episode of the Twilight Zone, I don't remember what it's called. It's like, it's Casey's in the title in some yeah. way. It's Because it's a reference to the Casey at the Bat story. Yeah. But I looked up the actor playing the robot, and it was like some dude that went crazy and killed his whole family. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I was like, ooh, a non-success oh, so story. so he was a robot. <laughs> Yeah, he I, believed uh, he was a robot too. That's probably <laughs> what happened. But in the the twist in this Burton movie makes no sense. I mean, yeah, we'll get there to to what it is. So Mark Wahlberg. I was going to say, speaking of unstable leads, Mark Wahlberg. I was going to say, speaking of robots, <laughs> speaking of trouble on the set, Mark Wahlberg's in this movie. It's just they. The funny thing is, like how conversely, if you had to like do the power of how much of the movie of the original Planet of the Apes is based on Heston's own performance and on his back uh-huh. versus how little how much they keep Mark Wahlberg away from this movie. They're like like Mark I can just imagine what Mark Wahlberg like, "Hey, what are you shooting over there, Tim?" "Oh, no, no, nothing. Don't you're you're fine, Matt Mark. Just go back to your uh go back to your thing and play PlayStation 1." <laughs> "Hey, you guys aren't filming subplots, are you?" <laughs> "I got to be got in sub- all the plots." "You got subplots?" "Oh, oh god. Is there is there an eight Boston?" Where's the ape Boston? Where are the ape Red Sox? You know, Mark, the Pogues are playing like two towns over. Why don't oh, you just take the sick, day? Bro. Just take the day. Yeah. I'm gonna, you know, do some. Me and me and Giamatti hey, yeah, are gonna I'm work gonna on some stuff. Take the fucking day off. I'll I, go see the Pogues. I thought you might enjoy it. <laughs> they just keep buying him baseball tickets <laughs> because he's like not the center piece of this movie, which is not a bad thing, but just. Hire a better actor. Or just get rid of, like, if you want to really fucking toss one in there, just get rid of the human element. Yeah, and just make it fucking apes doing ape shit. Well, how dare you kill off Chris Christopherson in the first, like, 15 minutes of this movie? That was a real bummer for me, because I saw him in the in the credits, and I was like, why, why don't I remember Chris Christopherson in this movie? Because he gets fucking murdered for no reason. It's a real, like, prison shank, too. Yeah. No, yeah. oh, I'm not in the movie anymore. <laughs> Come on, you shit. You big fucking monkey. Come on. 
Oh man, the way he speaks to Blade. <laughs> oh, just do it, you chicken shit. Come on, you fucking kill me, you chicken shit. Take Blade. off your fucking dress and do it already. Christ <laughs> Almighty. He that is one of my favorite deaths to be undone in the second movie, but that's fine. <laughs> it's like, oh, I forgot, I can live forever. And what's this that's just like Whatever, let's just get on with the rest of the movie. <laughs> Instead of just killing me, kiss me on the neck. <laughs> Believe it, son of a bitch, Blade. Don't worry, my daughter Jessica Beale's on, on deck for the third. And she likes putting on an iPod playlist before she goes out and starts killing all sorts of she vampires. Particularly fond of Crystal Method. <laughs> Man, that just might be a stay tuned for this year's spooktacular. So we, we're in the so far off, so crazy year of 2029. We're all yeah. going to be 45. What is that? <laughs> like, pretty ambitious <laughs> society as a whole. See, we're Seeing as we're going to have a space station. <laughs> it looks like one third of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah. Is like the design of this space. It's, it looks unfinished. Like, it's round on one side and then just flat. And I was like... They finished that model or what? It looks like garbage. Maybe it was, maybe they just ejected Quark's bar and there was a big <laughs> hole. Oh shit! <laughs> Time for a going out of business sale. <laughs> no, space. <laughs> Start pinching my nipples now. Man, they should <laughs> they should have airlocked that ear, big eared fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, so he's a scientist. He's a, he's a scientist, astronaut, whatever. And like the the beginning, we kind of were watching this chimp do a space simulation thing, which reminded me of that really sad movie Project X. Oh Jesus! Oh, Never yeah. a dry eye in the house with Project X. That's the anti Hangover movie. Like because you <laughs> you think it's just a, a fun jangly. We're hanging out with apes, teaching them things, but then we're just irradiating them. Oh yeah, I can't do uh, any movie where it's like. Man befriends ape, ape trusts man, man then goes on to kill or give away ape. Can't do it. Getting hammered on grief this time. (laughs) (laughs) What I didn't understand was like, you know, at the start of the, you know, like our Earth's space program, like... Yeah, we were launching some monkeys up there, sure. you know, just to like Shuck see what them, would happen. Chucking them up there, <laughs> see what chucking happened. monkeys up into the space, you know, like out into the atmosphere, see what happened to those monkeys, right? But if in this world of 2029, we've built a third of a Deep Space yep. Nine space station, why are we still experimenting with monkeys? And why why not just autopilot baby like that's this whole movie is fixed by autopilot which had to exist if you have a fucking space station if over a hundred people are living comfortably (laughs) in the middle of the universe yeah i'm sorry you can you this is all handled this is all okay you don't have to do too much you have to press a couple buttons it doesn't make any sense and also what doesn't make any sense is they're like like, you don't really know what they're doing up there. You get a brief mention of all of these apes are genetically spliced to be smarter. Sure. Um, but you don't know, like, what they're trying to really study. And then it's like this big purple cloud comes along. And Mark Wahlberg's like, hey, guys, look at that space storm. And then <laughs> that other dude's just like, all right, get the ape ready. We're going to send him out into that. And I'm like, what for what? For the purposes of what? <laughs> You're space spending station. all this money on this fucking ape. You might as well just put the... 
your magic finger little, uh, <laughs> you know, your little escape pod there. They all look like little fucking sex toys. Yeah, they the look ba- like vibrating eggs you put in your ass. <laughs> Particularly in your ass? Uh, any hole, I any suppose. Hole, yeah, I suppose. Any hole will do. Yeah. And they're just like fucking, you know, joystick that shit, baby. Don't fucking kill this ape for no reason. I don't understand why we're still using apes. None of this answers the question. There's, there should not be any animal on board in a 2029 space station unless it's a pet for somebody. Data having spot is an acceptable animal to be in space. Here's something, and I'm not sure. Maybe, you know, somebody could write in and tell me I'm an idiot. I'm sure they will. They um, have in the past. Uh, we all hate movies at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Um, an electromagnetic storm in the middle of space, and it looks like a big old thunderstorm. Like, yeah, I, don't, I know. don't know how that happens exactly. I don't think that's plausible. Well, Chris says, I'm always reminding you I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I, I'm where? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just a lot of like space gobbledygook. It's uh, an electric, it happens. There's a storm. There's always storms in space, Chris. <laughs> it's a storm that, you know, makes the Fantastic Four happen. That's just a space storm. Or it's Galactus in that fucking terrible sequel. What a fucking fart knocker of oh, a movie man, that I second one is. it existed and you just remind... Fuck you. It's going to happen. <laughs> so oh, that like, shit in the theater. My favorite write-your-own-joke line ever is... Mark Wahlberg was like, why are you sending that monkey into space? If you want something to do some thinking, you send me up there. And everyone's like, uh, uh. <laughs> Hey, look, a Celtics game is on. <laughs> oh, sick, bro. <laughs> oh, I didn't Paul. know we got cable up here. <laughs> That's fucking sick. I'm doing all these experiments. I could be watching the Celtics. Fuck it. <laughs> and they send this fucking poor chip into death. <laughs> <laughs> they sentence this chip to death. I'm like, hey, monkey, go to that space storm. And but- you know, and here's what's a big piece of cruel shit from this movie. We found out 20 seconds prior to him getting loaded into this vibrating egg that this chimp's about to become a father. <laughs> <laughs> like, it works the same as, like, any other, like, stereotypical, like, astronaut story. Because, like... He brings the chimp over after there's like because there's of course a training uh, uh, simulation yeah and yeah. the chimp crashes and Mark Wahlberg walks out in front of a really bad green screen yeah. for a fucking hundred million dollar movie this is a bad green screen and he's like you failed again chimp what are you gonna do you keep crashing and so he brings him out and then the uh, the scientist that he's working with she's like oh hey did you tell him. Hey, Pericles, you're going to be a father. And, like, this other chimp's like, yeah, you knocked me up, Pericles. <laughs> so, like, here goes soon-to-be father Pericles launched into this fucking storm. And I was like, no, he's going to be a father. Pericles sits down. They're talking about the pool that they're going to put in. <laughs> the big, well, you know, we're going to have this whole space station racket. After just one more mission, it's baby. Just this one last mission, honey, I swear. <laughs> I'll be back. It's super safe. I just have to investigate this electromagnetic storm. Ah, uh, so this chimp gets lost, and then like Mark Wahlberg's like, "Guys, the chimp's gone missing. What are you gonna do about uh, uh, it?" Uh, Mark, uh, the drop kicks are playing. Oh, oh shit! You serious? Sick, bro. And instead of like, and I, I mean, like, of course, like, why on earth? Okay, the point of if there is a point for the chimpanzee to go in there, not a human being, is that. If that fucking chimp dies, you're like, oh, okay, that's a bad idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's. If that pod blows up, you're like, oh, shit, that storm blows up our pods. 
better not send Mark Wahlberg into it or any of the other worthwhile anonymous scientists we have on this Let's space station. Hold in all our eggs for now. <laughs> so the general's like, no, you're not going out there. This chimp's fucking dead meat. And uh, Mark Wahlberg's not having I it. I made a promise to his wife. <laughs> Shit, bro. I'm a man of my word. <laughs> Fuck. I agreed to be his best man. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm godfather to that chimp's baby. Pat's gamer. No, I got to get out there and save that fucking chimp. So he steals this thing in the most ridiculous. He might as well be like, hey, guys, I'm stealing this escape pod. Because, like, he just blasts out of this thing. And there's this ridiculous static shot of, like, the loading bay or whatever it is. And you see this pod, like, backing out. And it's like, are you sure no one wants to stop me? I'm fucking backing out right now. And you see these scientists, like, in the background, writing on charts, just like, all right, everything seems under control here. And only when it blasts off does their computer system go, like, pod ejected. And the general's like, wait, what the fuck? How did, how did this slip past us? Oh, uh, general, uh, because we were getting so many complaints, we put a two-minute delay on every pod ejection. <laughs> You'll get the warning. There's just a bit of a cue. Ah, so. uh, here it comes. Uh, <laughs> it's it's going to come to uh, our desk. We should, we should rethink this policy. <laughs> Let's have a meeting after we rescue Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> it was either two minutes or immediately, and we decided the two-minute window would just... <laughs> okay, it's okay this time, but the next time we like <laughs> shove a chimp into space... I mean, listen, General, you know, we're in space and everything's just kind of high pressure enough. We figured, like, give someone a break on these warnings, huh? Just a couple of minutes. Just relax. I mean, that's <laughs> what the nap room is for, guys. I mean, just. <laughs> so he gets blasted onto the Planet of the Apes. Like, that's the one thing I'll give this movie is you get to the Planet of the Apes pretty quickly. You do in the first one, too, but I feel like. This movie could have spent a lot more time shitting around with this scientific expedition. Yeah, because you don't, you know what's coming, especially like the first one, you don't know, you know, if it's 1968 and you're, you're in the theater, you're like, well, Planet of the Apes, what's that about? You know, and you go, you sit down. <laughs> when, by in 2001, you have an idea that he's going to be in a planet inhabited by apes. So let's get to the fucking apes. <laughs> Yeah, it's very smart on that. I part. don't think this hundred million dollar budget was necessarily just for Mark Wahlberg. So let's you yeah, know it's... hurry it up. So no, it... guys, don't you want me to have an existential crisis? <laughs> uh, don't you want me to be worried about wh- where I am and what's going on? Uh, Mark, you know this egg gets the socks game, right? <laughs> oh shit, bro, sick. Yeah, we, we we got all the classics on there. We bought one of those, uh, you know, one of those uh, all the best plays. Uh, DVDs for you. You're all set. Bro, are there any videos of bloopers on there? I love a good sports blooper. It's, it's over the credits. Oh, sick, bro. Like a Burt Reynolds movie. Bro, I love those too. You got any Burt Reynolds movies on there or what? Well, we got a actually, whole bunch of videos for you, buddy. Got a whole bunch of videos. Let me get all, in this pod, bro. It's just Cannonball 3 on repeat, actually. But uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, sick, bro. Any chance you could break me off a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in, that, in this deal? <laughs> bro, I need a PB&J. It keeps me up. It keeps me going. <laughs> Keeps that adrenaline up. It's the protein in the PB. Yeah, you can make you can actually make it more peanut butter, no jelly. The jelly sugar it just it, it weighs you down. Bro, so, you ever just have a peanut butter sandwich? It's fucked up. The J the J smooths you over a little bit, you know. The PB's a little bitter. It's like when you do shrooms, bro, and then you're coming down. You got to smoke a J to smooth it right out. That's what the jelly does. It right. smooths out your peanut. All butter. right, Mark. Am I getting the sandwich? We're, trash, we're trying to make this movie, and we're desperately, as the joke dictates, trying to get you out of this movie. 
So please stop talking to peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> so like he he gets to wander through the jungle for like two seconds, and then he comes face to face with Chris Christopherson. It's like you fucking pussy, run! <laughs> oh no, it's the planet of the Christophersons. <laughs> oh my god, it was a planet of Chris Christopherson. Terrifying! <laughs> oh my god! And you you wouldn't know who was actually a pussy because everyone's calling everybody else a pussy. Get your damn hands off me, you son of a bitch! Now I'm gonna sing some gentle folk music, but you're all fucking pussies. <laughs> they all sing in unison in a beautiful voice. <laughs> well, that was heavenly. Shut up, you pussy! <laughs> So they're all running from an ape invasion, and it's kind of the same thing. It's like the tribe of people are, mm-hmm. you know, they live on the outskirts, but the apes are rounding them up and taking them prisoner. There's kind of a big chase scene. Who cares? Not nearly enough nets, though. No, there's one net. This is just, it's a net that holds Chris Christopherson, which, let me tell you, what a mighty net it must have been. <laughs> Laced to with adamantium. <laughs> it's the only way to keep him. Barbed wire. You got lucky, you pussies. <laughs> and they're taken back, and we get a scene of Paul Giamatti as, like, the the chimpanzee, or he's the orangutan, like, human trader. It's kind of just his character from 12 Years a Slave, which is weird, because he's just like, clean him up! Get him on the sales floor! And you're like, I was watching, and I was like, why does this sound... Oh, wait a second. This is exactly <laughs> what he does in 12 Years a Slave. You close your eyes and you just see Chaitowell Edgefor and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> it's the, it's really weird. It's, I mean, the slavery stuff in this movie is awful. It's undeveloped, unthought of, and it's just like, it's a bad parallel. Like, it's, they don't have, the first movie has a lot of ideas about, like, you know, what, what is religion and what is fucking, what is man anyway? And this was like, I don't know, slavery? It's slavery, it's religion, it's, it's got a staunch anti-gun thing that it doesn't really follow through on. Well, it doesn't mm. follow through on any of it. No, but it's interesting because, I mean, as we'll get to it later, fucking Charlton Heston is in a movie that has an anti-gun message, which it's like, you fucking idiot. I guarantee it in the contract, it was like, but I have to hold the gun. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 Got to kiss that gun one last time before my character dies. You can say whatever you like about the firearms, but I'm holding <laughs> the one fucking gun in the movie. <laughs> if there is a gun in this movie, I'm holding it from my cold ape hand. <laughs> but before we get to that, so Paul Giamatti's like selling off all these apes or these people. There's a thunderstorm outside. <laughs> this is a spooky episode. Curl up with a good book. <laughs> Uh, so we, Paul Giamatti selling all these people off. We are introduced to Tim Roth, who's like a, a general kind of character. He's is like Fade. Fade is it? Fade is- He's like the big bad. Uh, and then of course Helena Bottom Carter, who is like the ape who is sympathetic to humanity. She wants to fuck humanity. Let's let's just throw that out. She there. wants From to see what that go that Bostonian ding dong looks like. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's just weird. All right, everybody, and. <laughs> There's a scene at the end where they kiss, and they... Holy thunder, Batman. It's a Dracula movie outside. <laughs> at the end of the movie, they kiss, and it was censored out of the Indian version of this movie. And you know what? I agree. Uh, you know, I really... I'm not... Good for you, India. Yeah, but, I'm, not, I'm not always a fan of your censorships, but <laughs> this time around, you hit the nail right on the head. But what's amazing is, even if you don't censor it, though, like... 
it's not two minutes later he's got to turn around and kiss the human girl because like, oh bro i gotta get that ape off my lips it's disgusting i mean i gotta get going because it has a pain concept and like <laughs> Bro, you know he also sings, like, blues songs? <laughs> Just get the fuck in the pod and get out of the movie. No, but, I mean, he's got a good voice, you know? It's, it's really heavenly. He's good songwriting skills. I mean, he's it's really smart. I mean, Jump Around's my anthem and shit. I play it when I'm lifting weights. But, you know, sometimes you need to cool down. You need to cool down during the day. And you know what? That's where Everlast comes in, man. <laughs> you know, Everlast, it's like boxing gloves. <laughs> Mark, please. <laughs> We're trying to make a movie. Oh, shit, bro. I forgot. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> but but the, the, their love triangle, such as it is, is hilarious because, like, Helena Bottom Carter is giving him fuck eyes this entire movie. Oh, and, yeah. And, like, every so often he gives them back. And it's the my favorite, like, running joke of the movie is they keep cutting back to the bodacious Estella Warren who has nothing to do in this movie and is a terrible I think she actress. has, like, three lines. She has, like, three yeah. lines. And it, she's not a mute character. It's just, like, she just literally has nothing to say well, the about like the event. With Chris Christopherson, like, he's given no opinion. No, no. <laughs> but they cut back to her every single time and she has a look of, like, uh... What's next? <laughs> Tim, what's next? <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh... Am I the only one who thinks that Helena Bonham Carter looks more attractive in ape makeup than out? Yeah. Am yeah. I? Yeah, you're not. All right. I don't know. She's an attractive lady. She, she's kind of just crazy. She's always crazy looking. <laughs> she's got a crazy looking look. Yeah, sure. But like in movies and out, she just looks like a fucking lunatic. My goodness, this thunderstorm. I wonder if this is getting picked up. Otherwise, it just sounds like we're a bunch of babies. <laughs> Oh, the thunderstorm! Oh, We're trying to talk about the ape movie! Oh, that's gonna blow away our treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that doing a podcast in a treehouse would come to bite us so hard? Hey, Ma, the headquarters is gonna get destroyed! <laughs> I went to a movie that came out ten years ago. It's a bad movie! Shut up already! <laughs> no, Mom, you can't come in. You're not a, you're not a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent! <laughs> You're not a WA Cam Shield agent. <laughs> Can't come into a secret playhouse. Uh, what else? So, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, speaking David, of, David, what's his David Warner's David in this Warner. movie as David a Warren? nothing Warner Warner. David uh, Warner is my nickname for him is now we're talking because every time he shows up in the movie, I'm like, all right, now we're talking. And then like, he's the, uh, he's the best part of that fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Oh yeah. I'll tell you that yeah. much. He's just, He's good in that. He's great in uh, the, the Omen. Omen. I mean, he's, he's, just a, he's just a great actor. Yeah, he's, he's great in Straw Dogs. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot. It. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so he's in this movie. He's an ape senator of some kind from an ape government we Wait, don't see. Yeah. The, holy shit! If you enter as <laughs> Senator Ape into your movie, I better see the chambers of this Senator Ape. Coming up next on the thousand dollar movie, Chris Cabin in Senator Ape. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. I don't no, want but to sir, see you can't give the bananas to the hostages as well. We don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> That's actually kind of a, that that complete non sequitur is a good segue <laughs> for what I think is a big problem with this movie is uh -huh. they don't we we split down the middle, which is a problem. Everybody's very apish in this movie, and they're they're all like, "I have complex opinions," and then they like go on about their business. Uh, yeah, I 
I don't care for it. I no. don't care for all for a split second. You're going to be an animal. No, exactly. like I do. I do not care for it. You're you you're 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 as smart as a human. You know what I mean? Like you have ape instincts. You have ape strength, maybe, but like you're not just like even the ape strength though. It's a bit ridiculous. Like th- like Michael Clark Duncan, rest his goddamn soul, is throwing people around in this movie like it's a fucking crouching tiger. It's like Yen Wo Ping choreographed this shit. <laughs> People are flying stories in the air. The trampoline budget was out of control. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're talking at least a dozen trampolines on set at all times to throw these people all and over the place. three trampoline coordinators, all right? Like, guys to make sure the trampolines are where they need to be and doing what they need to do. And let me tell you, that's a specialized profession. Those guys don't come cheap. (laughs) You need someone to coordinate your trampoline activities, you're paying through the nose. Yeah, because they're always trying to get you for more trampolines. You're (laughs) trying to sell a shot that's definitely got one trampoline. Oh, no. You need three trampolines for an ape jump. Look at that. Uh, He jumps up in the air and, listen, the wind velocity is a certain way. He goes off an angle. (laughs) There's no third trampoline to catch him. (laughs) That's a broken leg. Look, you really want to hash this out, or do you want to see a monkey fly? (laughs) That's my question to you, Tim. Do you think that you can actually make these people fly without a bigger trampoline? You worry about the story, Pencil Deck. I'll worry about the fucking trampolines. I'll worry about making movie magic happen with trampolines. You got to bring in three of my guys. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That's the thing with trampoline guys, man. There's always some guys that he needs. It's uh, too big of a job to do alone. All right, Tim. You want to go and throw Michael Clark Duncan into the air? Good luck. I all my faith is in you, pal. That is a big boy right there. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> a big boy in gorilla makeup. Oh, you're going to need the premium trampoline package. <laughs> you do know that the world's biggest slingshot is in Nebraska and not in Los Angeles. That's transport. So you're gonna pay transport fees. This thunderstorm is really distracting. You know what, Mother Nature? You're ruining this conversation. Sorry. So we go to di- the first first things first. We all get sold as slaves. Uh, there's a really creepy uh, little girl that wants to little ape girl that wants to buy a little human girl, and it's fucking terrifying. It, the uh, the whole ape children thing really creeps me out in this movie. Oh yeah, I think this might be the closest like Burton esque thing you have going on. Yeah, is these little like. <laughs> And they're all like little. They're all dressed like, like little Monty Burns, like nineteen twenty sailor suit kids. It, you know what it's like? It's like we were just talking about this movie before we went on the air. It's like an Insidious when they have that little person dressed up as a sailor and he's dancing to the record, yeah, and it's yeah. like, and he's just like, that's what these little apes remind me of. And I'm just as terrified as I was in Insidious. And there's this really weird. Scene. So it, it's it's uh, Paul Giamatti's ape. Who is named Limbo? Huh? Um, <laughs> and this the the little monkey is uh, Thade's niece, yes, um, or whatever, she, or whatever. Tim, Tim Roth, yeah. Uh, and she's picking out a little human for herself that she's going to put into a cage later. It's like super get, weird, like uh, like you get like uh, American Girl dolls. Do you put them in cages? Though <laughs> I don't really think so, but, but I mean, some girls. Hey, but again, like it's not funny, and it's not. The movie isn't supposed to really be that disturbing, but like, still, Giamatti's like, "Oh yeah, you'll get a good little look at this little treasure," and he's like rubbing her hair, and he's like, "I got a good collar for this human," and you're like, "And that's dude, when- just stop." Tim Roth kind of apes out him. This is one yeah. of the times where he's like, "Ooh ah!" and like yells at him, and I was like. 
did he just ape? He made an ape sound? Yeah. All right. I guess we're aping out in this movie. Oh, we're aping out all over the place, up and down. But it's a really weird, like, are there rumors about Paul Giamatti's orangutan, like, going around the ape village? You know, like, listen, if you're going to go buy an ape from Limbo, leave the kids at home. <laughs> Look, I went door to door like you asked. I told everybody. <laughs> I hate how I always have to move. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, man, that Chris Hansen ape really taught me what's what. I went to this ape house with a bunch of ape records and candy bars. A bunch of ape condoms. <laughs> she left me waiting in the kitchen like an ass. It's entrapment, Hansen. Entrapment. Ook, ook, ook. They air that shit on ape TV. I was ruined. I was ape ruined, Hansen. Chris Hansen as an ape. Still would have a pedophile catch-all show. He would. He would still have a full suit, too, while he's doing it. <laughs> hey there, ook ook. <laughs> Sit down, ook ook. Why don't you have a seat right here, ook ook? I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. No, 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 <laughs> please. Just, just sit right down. Right, uh, no, I think I'm gonna leave now. He's running. We have a ook, ook, ook. We have a runner. <laughs> I was just trying to get some human slaves. <laughs> and I mean, like... <laughs> We go to a party, and now we're talking David Warner's house, which is fine. <laughs> and he's doing his best, you know? He's like, got nothing to do. You, This is what I don't get. You have an amazing actor on your hands, mm-hmm. and you just let him shit himself away into the rest of the movie. Well, I mean, that's kind of everybody except for Mark Wahlberg in this movie, right? <laughs> Has David Warner worked with Burton and other things? Was he in Sleepy Hollow? No, he could have been, but I don't think. I so. I mean, there's a lot of pasty fucks in yeah. that movie. He could sleep in the background, but speaking of pasty fucks, we also have as a big old baboon, uh, the dude who played Otho is hanging out, and he's of course some like a fet delegate of some kind, and he's got some sex. The sexy ape ladies in this movie, you could roll oh, up, yeah. smoke, and keep in your lungs for the rest of your life. Hold that shit in, bro. Sexy apes get you fucked This up. is really weird. <laughs> it is. It's uncomfortable. She's just like, hey there. She kind of looks like uh, the uh, the mother of that Russian prostitute that Tony Soprano's sleeping with, like with the fake leg. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Like a little bit. Not really. But I'm just like, why... Why do we need the sex factor well, here? Sex the, is all over this movie for no reason. Apes are getting it on, man. Here's the odd thing about it is that Fox, like, they were going to make the relationship between uh, Helen Bottom Carter, ape, and Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> ape. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, human. Human. Quote unquote, human. human. Dude. Mark Wahlberg, dude. And, <laughs> hey, Tim, when am I getting my ape makeup? Oh, fuck it, bro. The Bruins game is on. <laughs> Oh, dude, are we in overtime? <laughs> oh, shit. Sh- dude, it's sudden death. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. It's sudden death. Oh, cool. Can I bring the real-life inspiration for Turtle to set? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, bro. Can I bring the real-life inspiration for the fighter to set? <laughs> oh, he played the real guy in the movie, too? Oh, fuck, bro. I didn't even watch it. <laughs> I fucked that whole thing up. I'm sorry, Chris. So, so, <laughs> sorry, yes. So Fox wanted to make... Uh, like, Fox boycotted them making the relationship... Like a center of the film, were they supposed to be DTF? Yeah, well, they were supposed to. Be, it was supposed to be a romance. It was supposed to be mm. like a romance between them. Fox said it was too weird. Yeah, 
and yet they let this out. All of the whole movie, like, I mean, it's even weirder because you're splitting the difference. You know, yeah. like, it's just this weird, like, they have fuck guys the whole time and they're almost like getting but I close r- up to each other. Here's the thing. I would rather see, like, you play it old Hollywood, right? Uh-huh. Like, they come together, they start, you know, ape making out. And then, like, listen, maybe they, like, fall down on an ape bed and you ape fade out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And instead, what we have is, because that's a confirmation something happened, but you don't have to see it. Yeah. Instead, what we have is the fuck eyes. And then what you're realizing is, like, they're thinking about doing all sorts of <laughs> dirty ape human related things to each other. No, not okay. Like, and there's no confirmation of what those things are. Like, at least if I just see him kiss and you ape fade out. Yeah. It's just they kiss. Imagination and the runs wild. Yeah, it yeah, yeah be whatever. Exactly. But within a certain parameter. Yeah. Like this, it's like, I don't know what you're thinking. You're it's, freaking me it, out. It might be genteel <laughs> rather than whatever the fuck Otho ends up being <laughs> going to do in his bedroom. Because at the end, Charlton Heston goes up to Kim Hunter and he's like, I'm going to kiss you on the lips. And she's like, but you're so ugly. And it's like, thank you for making the movie understand that we could never, ever have sex in any way, shape, or form. Because I'm going to go fuck that other one over there. I'm going to fuck that quiet one. Uh, yeah, oh, so th- we're having a dinner party. Yes, oh, right, the dinner party. My favorite part about... The, like Michael Clark Duncan is my favorite part of this movie. He's the best part. Yeah. And his character is hilarious because he's all into this ape religion that no one else gives a shit about. And it's just like everyone doesn't give a fuck except for really weirdly religious Michael Clark Duncan ape. And that everyone's talking and like no one's saying grace. So he goes, bow your heads. And it is hilarious. Yeah, he's got to praise the ape overlord before they eat their meal. He's just like, praise Simos, you came and... From the banana trees. And like it's just like this crazy, <laughs> stupid religion. But he does it with conviction and it's funny and it's awesome. Cause he was a fucking goddamn amazing actor. He was. He brought up everything he's in. Everything Absolutely. he's in, he elevates. Anytime he's on screen in this movie, it's kind of a good movie. Yeah. And then it cuts back to fucking Mark Wahlberg watching hockey. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad again. But uh, so they're having this, and this is where we get like it's the real layout. It's like the exposition train pulls into the station where you find out like Helena Bonham Carter has been fighting for human rights for a while. She keeps bringing humans into the house. She's David Warner's daughter. He's not really cool with it. And, you know, Tim Roth is like the general who's from this like prestigious family. Supposedly, he's like a descendant from the fucking ape overlord that we'll get to at the end. Simos. Simos, yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. I forgot uh, their god Simos. <laughs> the ape god Simos. What? Why is everyone <laughs> looking at me? <laughs> and um, you also get something about, like, it, it, it. this is what I felt at least. Like, there was supposedly an arranged marriage between Tim Roth and Helena Bottom Carter. Yeah. Like, they were maybe friends as, like, little ape cubs. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever you call a baby ape. Uh, and then, like, as they grew up, like, you know, David Warner was like, well, of course they'll get married, saying to Tim Roth's father, with which is Charlton Heston in this movie. And then, like, it just didn't happen because Tim Roth's, like, a maniac. And she, like, listens to all cool ape records, you know? Oh, yeah. And she went j- to ape college and really came back a different person. And listened, he stayed around. Yep. Listened to ape back a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Did a lot of ape sit-ins. Meanwhile, Tim Roth's back at home. Just listen to Ape Toby Keith. Ape yeah, not. 
or ape not system of an ape (laughs) oh man system of an ape power man ape thousand (laughs) or i guess power ape five thousand whichever one you want you you take you finish your joke man that's fine ape zombie he's listening to all those nickel ape Like, that's when he cooled down. That's like now he's listening to Nickel. Now he's listening to Nickel. Dude, I would listen to Nickel Ape over Nickel back any day of the week. (laughs) Clearly. So it's like there's some infighting. Never made it as a wise ape. (laughs) Couldn't make it as a poor ape stealing. I loved you, ape. I loved you all along, ape. So, ape away and ape too long. I like the way you wear your ape hair. <laughs> I like the way you're on your ape knees. Whatever that fucking weird blowjob That's song. about That's about him just getting a Canadian blowjob. <laughs> no, thank you. Chad Kroger. Oh, there's so many unnecessary vowels in that name. <laughs> Is there an umlaut over that E, by the way? Quite possibly. <laughs> like Trogue's Ale or whatever? Uh, I apologize. No, I don't apologize. I mean, so now we break out of David Warner's house because Estelle Warren and everybody, all the important characters become slaves at David Warren's house, David Warner's house. And Mark Wolf is like, I'm pretty smart. I could break out of this. And like, he, he breaks out of the cage because no one ever fucking thought of that before. And it's not even, the problem is they don't make it out in, in the original movie. The, the, the humans are stupid. The humans can't speak. Yeah. They have undeveloped brains and have no idea what fire is or anything. Right. But these people are talking and like totally fine. But they're like, I guess we're just slaves to apes. You know what I mean? Like, and Mark Wall's like, yo, bro, these, these, these balls are made out of wood. You could break these. And they're like, oh, wow. Thank you. So all you got to do, bro, is take a stick and put it in between the rope knot. And then you just twist the stick in a circle until it breaks. You break out. That's all. Can you get a pack of Marlboros? <laughs> can you get those in here, bro? I can, can put I smoke in here. I can blow this whole damn town, bro. I can smoke in this ape prison, <laughs> bro. I just might stay. <laughs> all we need is some some butt heavy tall boys, <laughs> bro. You get a couple of Springsteens in here, put a poster up on the wall, and that'd be so bad. Oh I mean, mercy! So they break into McChimpies, and we'll just you know we'll have a drink. McChimpies. <laughs> <laughs> and like I feel like there was a scene in which like maybe Chris Christopherson died of old age or something. He's like, nah, fuck it, I gotta die, gotta kill me by ape, and you, <laughs> you gotta gut me like a fish. <laughs> it's the only way I'm going down. It's how I've legally determined I will go out in real life. I'm gonna go out like that in the movie. It's in the will, by the way. Kill me, god damn it! You <laughs> goddamn ape, kill me! If I die of a heart attack. Nobody gets fucking anything. <laughs> if you see me going down from a heart attack, you better gut me like a fucking fish. You want a red fucking cent of my millions. Christopherson's millions, by the way. <laughs> That's a movie I'll watch. It's the first person to murder him. <laughs> it's just four people sitting in a room like, uh, you think he's really got that money? <laughs> it's like uh, Kind Hearts and Coronets. <laughs> They're all just trying to fucking kill him. So, yeah, we're breaking out. Does everybody live in the same house in this movie? I don't know what the fuck. The the ape village, I mean, is so... Everything is brown and gray. And it's it's boring as sin. Yep. And everything looks the same. So I don't know what, like, the layout of Warner's house ends and wherever fucking... Well, because they... When Paul... Whatever the fucking Otho's house begins. Because when they break out of the cage, they're run. It's a 
It's like out of a Scooby-Doo cartoon. Mm. They keep running through different people's rooms. Yes. And they're all in like different states of getting ready for bed. It's... And Otho's getting ready to have some really wild ape sex. Like it's getting gross. <laughs> all Like he's got his arms up like Herod comes. <laughs> and then like the like the lady apes like got her arms just ook ooking up in the air. Fucking licking pieces of papaya off his fingers. It's I wanted to fucking throw up. I would I will say this. This movie has one star. If they go all the way and have hardcore ape sex, two stars. Like unsimulated <laughs> weird. But no, the, the humans come in and they jump up like monkeys go ook 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 and it's <laughs> they just, the two of them no joke jump up and hang from a chandelier. A single yeah, chandelier. Oh yeah. yeah, what is the fucking support structure of this lighting apparatus man <laughs> well i kind of think it's like because nobody's knocking on a fucking door in this movie so <laughs> was, i feel like that's one of your main you're watching like man, no one's fucking knocking <laughs> this movie and it's pissing me off it's asshole every last one of them would it really as the- shit <laughs> they run through like the little girl's room and they get the little girl the little the creepy, human she puts girl. her in a cage it's like Good night. And I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> what movie? Am- I just almost watched two apes have sex. Now I'm watching Ape, Ape Sidious again. And I just can't. Hilariously, be- also, Paul Giamatti in his bedroom is hanging upside down, like kind of brushing his teeth or whatever's yeah. going like, on. He, he's using rose petals as like deodorant. Oh, that's right. And I all I could start thinking about was fucking dumbass American beauty. And I was like, picturing Paul Giamatti <laughs> as this goddamn orangutan like dancing and doing like cheerleading and Kevin's face he's just watching roses come out of his chest and then I threw up again there's so many times in this movie when I almost throw up it's insane the Giamatti scene where he's putting rose petals all over himself the one thing the cut that was made is they cut out the ape webcam that they're, that he's in front of an ape cha- ape roulette or whatever he's doing uh just ape dicks. <laughs> Just nothing. Uh, uh, no, another ape dick. Another Giamatti ape dick. That's it. <laughs> Between all of these, there's also... Between all a, the rudeness. All the rudeness. <laughs> there is also a Mr. Magoo ape who's fucking taking out his dentures and putting his sleeping cap on. I think that was... Uh, who did the, the ape effects for this? I think it... Baker. It's either, it was Baker. It's Baker. I think that's the ape that Rick Baker plays. Oh, he's, really? He's credited as like elderly ape in the oh, movie. Oh, all right. But you know why you can't tell? Because this ape doesn't have a beautiful silver ponytail <laughs> like Rick Baker's had. So I think Rick Baker came out of the womb with that gorgeous <laughs> silver ponytail. That's how they pulled him out. By the... <laughs> the umbilical cord worked differently for Rick Baker. Is all Mrs. Say. Baker, he's coming out ponytail first. <laughs> and it's like... Pure silver no, shit. They're just like, oh my god, does she have a pony in here? And like, oh no, <laughs> it's just a little Rick Baker. And we escape, and this movie stalls out. <laughs> I mean, so we're on the run, and that sounds a lot more exciting than it is. Well, that's what you know. What I don't need in my Planet of the Apes movie, like a fucking road movie coming in out of nowhere and we're just going to mark Wahlberg's homing beacon that he's got he's like bro all i gotta do is tune on this gadget and then like all the apes are like you use your magic <laughs> human he's like bro it's not magic it's science look look bro, how scientific this is bro i'm gonna text my brother donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> see what he's doing oh my god he's having fun i wish i was with him yo bro 
My bro Duddits is at the Sox game. Duddits. <laughs> you know, my bro Duddits has cancer, right? It's a, it's a real bummer. Oh, man. My brother had a really rough patch when he showed up naked at Bruce Willis's house. <laughs> oh, my God. I think he killed that guy. <laughs> bro, did you know in that movie he was dead all the time? <laughs> that whole time I'm watching that movie, I'm like, there's a guy. He's on a date. And he's dead. How does a ghost go on a date, bro? That movie's so stupid. There is a one pink hair separating our Mark Wahlberg impression with Snagglepuss. Like, literally, <laughs> it's just one pink hair. Ooh. Ooh, the, the, the Red Sox game. Same difference. It's ridiculous. Uh, so we're on the run, and the whole thing, he's like, He's like, listen, all I have to do is get to this homing beacon. My folks are going to come. They're going to get me. And that's going to be the end of it. It's going to be great. I'm going to get off the planet of the apes. I get off this dirty ape planet. And like Helena Bottom Carter's like, excuse me? (laughs) Now I want to fuck you just a little bit less. But just a little bit. Because I still want to fuck you. I'm going to fuck your brains out. I'm going to fuck your human brains out. I'm going to hate chip fuck you. (laughs) And then cut to Estella Warren. (sighs) You know, I I was in that movie Driven. I was uh, pretty uh, pretty helpful in that film. Also, I'm kind of, you know, Benson's arch nemesis. What? She's on SVU. She's like got like three episodes where she's playing the same like con artist who's trying to undermine oh, Benson. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I forgot all about that. She's got her mother involved. It's a whole fucking yep, thing. Yep. Oh, you're totally right. Right, I was right though. She's in that movie Driven. She's in Driven. It's Sly Stallone and Burt Reynolds. Yeah. I, I, is Burt Reynolds in that? I never saw. It. I think Burt Reynolds I know, is in that movie. I know Sly's I mean, in it. You might be mistaken because it's a race car, and Burt Reynolds is not actually a race car. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at me. Got a new paint job. <laughs> and I mean, like, we're just on the run, and we're just kind of learning all about. There's, like, like you said, Chris. All of the exposition is just spoon-fed to you and like so much of it's unnecessary we learned so much about michael clark duncan's character who i like but means nothing to the story absolutely nothing which is unfortunate because like you would think especially because his character you know spoiler alert, whatever at the end of the movie like turns and becomes like pro-human and it's like let's work together you would see those cracks earlier in the movie and the horseshit is it's only until like he what he believes to be like his religious vision like comes true that he's like, oh no, I've been totally mistaken. <laughs> Humans are good now. Well, because they very lightly set up that him and Thade are like best buds. Well, because Thade literally gets on a horse and he's like, you're my best friend, and it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, wow. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> to be completely honest, I didn't see that coming. Uh, thanks. We, we haven't talked since junior year of chimp college. <laughs> And now all of a sudden I'm your best friend? I thought this was purely professional. Like, when was the last time we hung out? I would love to watch a Curb Your Enthusiasm with <laughs> the, the two apes. Look, I'm not saying best I won't friend. get a beer with you. Of course I'll get a beer with you. You're, you know, an acquaintance. But fr- best, best friend. It makes me feel uncomfortable that I have to then reciprocate that you are also my best friend. But aren't we best friends? Well, that's what I'm trying to display to you. Your are friend. Our friend. <laughs> I have several friends and one best friend that doesn't happen to be you. This is the first I'm hearing of you thinking that I am Would your you best like friend. Would you like to meet my best friend? <laughs> He's a really nice guy. He's an orangutan. He lives over on the, on the south part of the tree. Speaking of, uh, just real quick, because it's, it's another thing that makes me throw up. 
And it happens twice in this movie. We'll just get it out of the way now. Um, dialogue references to the first film, Oof. which I just want to vomit. Because Michael Clark Duncan is the first of two actors that does it. Yeah. And it's they, they invert it because, oh, isn't it just creative? It's like Chris Christopherson like, tries to fight him. And he does the, like, get your hands off me, you damn dirty human. And I'm just like, oh, fucking really? Like, did you expect... The movie theater to explode when that happens. Somebody must have. Some because he, he he mugs it a bit. He's like, "Get your hands off me, you damn dirty human!" But it's, Bing! <laughs> but it's also like, okay, if you like went into Kate Blanchett's house and like, uh-huh, I'm with it's, you so your, far. it's your first time. And the first fucking Wait, thing she does uh-huh. is show you her Oscar. <laughs> I was actually. She doesn't even let you get in the front fucking door. She answers the door with the Oscar in her hand. Like, that's the big line. Everybody knows that line. Everybody's waiting for it. Don't go for that big one, man. Go for the smaller moments. (laughs) Which brings me to. And this is this summer blockbuster extravaganza. I've had a lot of, like, in theater stories and, and whatnot. I have one about this, and it occurred at this line. So. When this movie came out in 2001, me and Chris and a bunch of our friends were working at the multiplex that I've mentioned a billion times on this show. And we were all super excited about the Planet of the Apes movie. And so, you know, as we did a lot, we watched the movie the night before it comes out. And we had a teacher in high school that really, really, really loved Planet of the Apes. Like, the first one was like one of his favorite movies of all time. He was a big sci-fi guy. So we invited him. And he was like super stoked to come. He was really excited that we, you know, let him in and blah, blah, blah. Well, don't we get to get your damn hands off me, you damn dirty human. This guy stands up. And I was like, oh, he's got to go to the bathroom, I guess. (laughs) And I'm sitting on the aisle, you know, like a good aisle seat, put my legs out. And he spots me and he comes up and he leans in. And I'm like, don't ask permission to go to the bathroom, dude. Just go to the bathroom. And he leans in and he goes, Ah, uh, thanks anyway. <laughs> and left the fucking theater. He didn't even fucking sit through the whole movie. Smart man. A very, very smart man. The other line is Charlton Heston, who plays Tim Roth's ail- ailing father in the movie. Uh, who has a gun. He's got a gun. He's, he's holding a gun. He's got a gun! <laughs> <clears throat> and, um... When he's he's dying, he's telling Tim Roth, like, you have to take care of these humans. You got to take care of this pesky Mark Wahlberg human. And but he why? does. He looks so stupid. Trust me. You'll see. And he's got this, like, blaster in his hand that he's got. You don't know how he got his hands on it just yet. But he has the fucking damn them, damn them all to hell line. Yeah. And you're just sitting there throwing up all over your living room watching this. It's or at just- least I was. I mean the 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 new one has it. It's got da- get your hands off me, you stinking ape. But at least it's like it's a bit of a throwaway. It's kind of a joke because it's fucking Draco Malfoy doing it. Draco yes, Malfoy, yeah. who's got a great career in playing unlikable characters. Yeah. <laughs> There's some. I don't know what movie it is. It came out this year. It's about uh, Matthew Good has an has has like old England has like an African American daughter. Oh, oh Bell. Bell. And all I, I saw the Schmaltz fest of the year. I saw the trailer and all it is is Draco Malfoy being like, well, she's an 
disgusting. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> I Undesirable. Know ex- yeah, I was like, I get it, Draco Malfoy. <laughs> Nobody's supposed to like you ever again. I read some article uh, where he's like the poster child for why you shouldn't pay kids millions of dollars. Oh, really? Like, I guess he like burned through all his Harry Potter money and had like tons of debt and had like all these cars and shit. The whole article was about how he had to hire a money manager and like he's just doing all these shitty movies so he can like not be in crippling debt. That's kind of unfortunate. That sucks. Yeah, it's I a real bummer. And well, and I mean, speaking of fucking, you know, blowing Harry Potter money, Tim Roth. <laughs> oh man. Oh, let's talk about it. We always love like the 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 casting rumor news. <laughs> Tim Roth turns down the role of Snape. In Harry Potter, who is in every single one of those fucking movies. Made famous by the amazing actor Alan Rickman. Who is great in it. And I'm really really happy he got it. Yeah. But I'm also kind of interested to see what Tim Roth would have done with the character. Yeah. But I... I can just imagine, like, sitting home, the dark nights for fucking Tim Roth. <laughs> I imagine he's thinking about that, and he's just being like, Man. Well, it's like that part in Aladdin when they, when Abu, gra- like, they're in the room full of money, and Abu grabs a coin, and it all turns to nothing. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was with fucking Tim Roth, man. It was a room full of money. All he needs to do is cool his shit and choose the right way. But this is what's, it's fucked up, though. But think about it this way. Like, if you're at... Like a grown adult actor who's like oh, sure. working pretty consistently, and you have no fucking clue what Harry Potter is, right? Like, it's two thousand. It's two thousand. You have no idea, and you're like, oh, okay, well, fuck. Like, they're offering me this thing. I don't know. I'm playing a fucking wizard, but this is the Planet of the Apes. It's Tim Burton, and I'm the this main is, villain. It's some fucking boy magician directed by Chris Columbus. Whatever. Yeah, and you just. I mean, it sucks, but I can understand why you would be like. The apes, it's the, it's the a new ape franchise, like it's going to happen. Burton's doing the first one, he's probably going to do the sequel. I read the whole script to the end, so I know there's a sequel coming. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm a statue at the end. Wow, hey, wow. Yeah, like who knows what my character is going to go on to do. <laughs> I mean, who could even imagine it? Yeah, no, long nights, hard times for Tim Roth. <laughs> turning, turning it down, man. In his second home, but still. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean he's doing just fine. He's not poor. <laughs> he's working actor Tim Roth. But yeah, man, that's I mean, dude, that fucking Harry Potter role, that's like that's your retirement check. Alan Rippin doesn't have to do work anymore. He's he's going to do work because he's an actor and he likes doing it. Because but, I choose to <laughs> precisely, Alan. <laughs> and I mean, I don't even know. Like, honestly, there's a very long stretch of this movie where we're going through the woods and we're going to this secret temper, this secret temple called Kali Ma, which <laughs> a I'm like, oh cool, Indiana Jones. You know, I like, kept thinking it, and then yeah. I was like, I was like, fucker, man, I don't even really like Temple of Doom all that much. <laughs> I mean, I like it; it's yeah. an Indiana Jones movie, but like, fuck, I wish I was watching Temple of Doom right now. Do you though? And that's, <laughs> it's an argument for another day. Shock D day, baby. <laughs> so we get to. We get to Kalima finally and after this Goonies esque fucking treasure hunt. Where we're is over getting with. all the background that nobody wanted I'm not about the for... religion of the apes. Ugh. About Simos. We see Michael Clark Duncan pray in a little hut and he's got this thing. Oh, Simos, you delivered us from apehood. It's just like, <laughs> it's so fucking fun. Hey, watch. I never thought watching an ape pray would be funny, but it is. It's one of the funniest things I've seen all week. <laughs> Just an ape saying prayers. We get to what, you know, Mark Wahlberg's homing beacon. My spaceship's right here. Oh, my God. It's an ancient spaceship. 
am I an ancient alien? Like, it's like, oh, <laughs> great. And obviously what happened was they went through the time tunnel to the, uh, his, his spaceship, that is. Yeah. And they crashed thousands of years ago because the time tunnel isn't explained at all. Not oh. at all. That, you know what, Steve? That's what makes it mysterious. That's what makes it kind of <laughs> scary, right? Like, oh, my God, I know nothing about this time tunnel. It could be anything. It's really ill-defined and shitty. Oh, my God, that's kind of scary. Fuck, bro. The Knicks are playing the Celtics and they might be beating them. I gotta turn on ESPN too. I mean, like, yeah. So three thousand years ago, the those apes that they had on the on their spaceship came well, out. It's, and revolt. it's the whole space station crashes yes. to the ground, which is so like you had said the space station after one asshole pilot. Well, because they kept blowing all the fucking pods <laughs> on the goddamn ape expeditions, man. That's why you don't blow all these pods on apes. They had nothing left. They were like, all right, somebody go after him. What's that? Oh, fuck, we got to take the whole station in. Oh, Jesus. This is going to cost us. Who knew 2029 was going to be so I, stressful? I just, I, I like the idea of them, like, sending every egg they have. <laughs> and then it's just one, it's like Mike Ellis left in the fucking station being like, well, what else the fuck am I going to do? And he goes right in. Because right. that whole thing is crash landed yeah. and yeah. buried in the sand. And that's like, you know, the, the origin. Because, yeah, it's, it's like that you were saying. The space station isn't supposed to land, everybody. Like, I want to see the deleted scene where we're th- they're trying to figure that shit out. <laughs> oh, shit. Everyone's yelling like, we shouldn't be doing this, you know. <laughs> One third of Deep Space Nine ain't supposed to land on a planet. Uh, you know, it's a little weird to be putting rockets and fuel inside your <laughs> space station for travel. It's get- a station. It stays. <laughs> I mean, stationary. Honestly, all I could do is manage the trampolines downstairs, but I- you should not be landing this thing. Look, th- does it look like it has landing gear to you? <laughs> it doesn't look like it has landing gear to me. You want me to put wheels on it. <laughs> Did Tim... No- you want me to put wheels on your station? I'll uh, I'll be over here with the tramps. That's what we call them in the business. Tramps. You ever sleep on a trampoline? It's a great time. <laughs> great for your back. So Tim Roth and gets his whole army and his best pal Michael Clark Duncan. Like they keep, <laughs> he keeps. It's hilarious because every fucking twenty minutes he keeps stopping and being like, "But you're still my best friend." And Michael, like, yeah. Best friend. Are we still going to karaoke on Saturday? <laughs> Just triple checking. We're still best friends, right? Ook, ook. I will not ask Helena Bonham Carter to go out with you. <laughs> Just pass her this note. You had your chance in Ape High School. <laughs> There's a fucking dumb sequence where, like, they raid this ape outpost or something. Oh, well, well, apes are so scared of water, Andrew. Even though they're a, it's a culture that builds houses, they have to bathe themselves for sure. Yep. And well, they're the- so ter- they're terrified of water. Like, they're fucking vampires and it's sunlight. It doesn't <laughs> make sense. It's so stupid. And this is the time where you really see some aping out. Because, yep. like, they run to the riverbed and Helena Bottom Carter, like, doesn't want to cross it. Yeah. And Mark Wahlberg's like, just get on, ape woman. I'm, I'll carry you. And they, like, kind of swim across. And all these apes, like, run up to the water just like, ah, fuck. And then just start, like, hucking flaming rocks at them. It's so stupid. And it, <laughs> it serves no point in the story whatsoever. And it doesn't make sense because they're, they're, pra- they're practically people. And they should know what water is. They should have boats. There should be a fucking ape navy. Yeah, I mean, without her... <laughs> 
take the take the ape out of that scene. It's a city slickers scene. <laughs> it is. You're totally right. It's. I mean, you here's know. a here's a question I had just because we're at this point we're talking about crossing a, a river. Yeah. Which makes me think of like old John Ford movies or something. Yeah. I'm thinking about horses, right? Why is it? And it's not just this movie. It's the whole Planet of the Apes franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is it that it's just ape people and then horses? Nothing else. No birds. What, no lizards. A dog of some <laughs> kind. There's yep. nothing. It's just apes and horses. Not even a bug. Not even a fucking cockroach in the, the entire series. <laughs> you don't see shit. It's just these fucking horses. And I'm like... Where did they get these goddamn Palominos from? <laughs> They're all ape people. Where are the fucking horses coming from? It makes no sense. Robert Redford ape is just fucking raising horses somewhere. <laughs> just talking to him. Soft. Whispering. Oh, pardon me. There you go. There's a little phantom menacing going on here as well, which we can't... Because it's 2001, it's two years later. Oh, the plot? Yeah. <laughs> the plot? Yeah, yeah, the plot. The murder of- plot? Well, because Tim Roth, like, you know, uh, Helena Bonner Carter goes off with all the humans, and Tim Roth's like, oh, I can turn this into political power. And he goes <laughs> to David Warner in his last scene and is like, oh, if you make me, like, general of the world, he, then... He, yeah, he tells him, like, if you institute martial law. And I'm like, wait a second. Ape martial law? He's just an ape senator. Where's the rest of the ape senate? He needs to go to the ape senate floor and let's do it. You let's have to really put this do to it. A vote. Yoda and all the rest of the apes have to fucking vote on this thing before you before you go and do this. David Look. Warner ape goes to Chimp Washington. <laughs> Chomp Chimpington. Chimpington. <laughs> That's where if they made a Planet of the Apes cartoon, they'd all live is Chimpington. Oh, yeah. Chimpington. Maybe that's Chimpington College? Yeah. Chimpington University? Yes, most definitely. There's a Chimpington University. University of South Chimpington, <laughs> probably. Actually, Chimpington University is where you would see the stories unfold of Michael Clark Duncan Ape and Tim Roth Ape becoming best friends. Come on, your locker's right next to him. <laughs> and, I mean, honestly, once, they, once you find out that, oh, my God... Mark Wahlberg is responsible for the Planet of the Apes all along. Right. There's still 45 minutes left because you know what we got to do? Battle scenes. You know what Tim Burton's bad at? Battle Battle scenes. scenes. And it's not just we've got to do a battle scene. It's that everybody had like everybody's at a head. Here it comes. And you're like, oh, Mark Wahlberg's responsible for the Planet of the Apes. All right, everybody, back to your corners. We're going to talk about this. (laughs) We're going to strategize, and then we're going to come back, and then we'll have the big battle scene. So fucking apes are at the gate, and the humans (laughs) are at, like... Are like trying to make their, their this temple their home, and it's like, oh fuck! Here come a bunch of apes on horseback, and they're gonna fucking rip our faces off and fuck them, because that's what apes do to people. Yep. And oh yep. shit, we better get our plans together. And this kid's like, can I play? Can I play? It's like, <laughs> we are not playing. And Mark Wahlberg says a couple times, like, you gotta get somewhere else. Yeah, you gotta be not around me because I'm the fucking general. All of a sudden, <laughs> fate's coming for me. Fate's looking for me. And when it fucking happens, this kid gets on a horse and falls fucking down immediately. And it's like, of course he did. <laughs> and you know what, Mark Wahlberg's character? Fuck you in this movie for running after him and saving him. Nope. You are the leader of this battle. Yeah. You fucking stand back. Like, this kid jumped the gun and messed it up. That's not your fault, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, man. A bunch of stampeding apes just re- rip this kid to ribbons. Oh, yeah. Two and a half stars. Oh, there's some That's serious. That's a full three for me. There's That's post- a full three. Here's how it's a full three for me, Chris. 
post-mortem face fucking. Yeah. Or just taking a big fucking monkey dump on his chest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they rip him apart and pound him like apes like to do, and then they shit on him. And then... You got to desecrate that corpse before it's official. Well, because now it's yours. There's you also, own the corpse. This back and forth nonsense that happens in this movie is really frustrating because there's one scene where Mark Wahlberg is like, listen, these apes are coming for me. I'm yeah. going to tell... He's talking to uh, whatever the girl's Stella name Warren, is. Stella who's Warren, who's got nothing to do with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, he's like, listen, I'm going to go. I'm going to tell everybody they can just retreat. The apes want me. And then Estella Warren goes... And then Mark Wahlberg's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go. And he's like, he's like, listen, everybody, go back, go hide. I'm going to take care of it. They want me. They don't want you. They want me. And so, oh, shit, Tim, am I a reluctant hero? I like this. This is like my ninth line of dialogue. I like this reluctant hero angle. You're a really Tim. good director. You did really well by me. Tim, 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 Tim. Call cut. Stop everything. <laughs> Bro. You directed Batman? <laughs> We've been filming this shit for like 30 days. Dude, how was it working with Jack Nicholson? Were you scared? I that movie sh- scares the shit out of me. Bro, I shit my pants every time <laughs> I see him in that Joker makeup. That shit's fucked up. And you, you know, no disrespect. I, I actually prefer Batman Forever. <laughs> and, you know, he's a reluctant hero. And he finally gives a speech about great human beings on my planet or something. But that's what I'm talking about. That scene comes like five minutes after he tells everybody to go home. Nobody learns anything in this movie, Andrew. People say things and then other things happen. He has the line, this is the day you get to stand up to the apes. Let's go. (laughs) Is what he fucking says to these people. That's his rally cry. Let's go already. (laughs) Fucking shut up. You're the worst leader ever. And then we're all having a big ape war. And, you know, the ape action for all, we're all leaping, we're all fucking hitting people. No one's head gets ripped off. Nobody's fucking face gets ripped off. There's no, there's no violence. I was noticing that all and the violence is like just conveniently out of frame. Yeah, a lot of, and like a lot of critics brought this up and it, it's super true. I felt the PG-13 in this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you can feel that there was this line they just could not cross. Yep. And it makes the whole fucking thing stupid <laughs> because it's fucking apes, you know, bullying each other and like <laughs> the line was the hem of helena bottom carter's ape skirt <laughs> <laughs> thanks anyway tim roth is bludgeoning pe- bludgeoning gorillas left and right oh yeah and they show nothing like i'm thinking now of like game of thrones and spoiler alert right now game of thrones spoiler alert spoiler alert game of thrones you have right to do now the full storm warning but it's the fucking it's the mountain and the viper and you yeah. think about how oh yeah how much that was fucking intense right and then i'm just like watching tim roth is pounding nothing he might as well be playing an electric drum kit because it's just like he's pounding and you just hear a noise and then someone's dead a tim roth sized chimpanzee did you ever see like anyone who's who's run afoul of a chimp they all look like gary oldman and hannibal like you know what i mean like there's nothing left and it it's because they're fucked up so we have this big ape war and they're like kind of getting going with the fighting also, Mark Wahlberg lets some fuel loose, and there's a big explosion. So they think that like the space station is a weapon that will fire this off at any time, and it's ridiculous because like a bunch of apes approach. He fires it off. There's some apes that get fried. There's a little bit of crispy critter action, which is pretty cool. Yeah, 
But then they get up. They all just kind of get up. And I was like, didn't I just see you burn? I saw him burn. <laughs> he burned. <laughs> and then, Tim, like, Michael Clark Duncan says, like, you know, like, oh, well, they have this weapon. It's pretty dangerous. And Tim Roth's like fuck it, the movie has to end. And he just like <laughs> runs in and they start fighting. And then Michael Clark Duncan fights his mentor. Like, come on. It he is, is stupid. He's the fifth build character. I don't need that character to have a mentor and a final fucking fight. And, and I, if you're going to have that fight, it better be longer than 30 seconds. Yep, and him just beating on another, yeah. some more beating on. Playing oh, fucking, my mentor missed a punch. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, That's dude, it. That's the whole fucking thing. Do a Diddy Kong drum challenge or whatever the fuck this thing is. God. Oh, my God. If fucking Michael Clark Duncan Gorilla rode a rhinoceros in this. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, man. I'm all in it. Do Donkey Kong Country movie? I'm in. Oh, absolutely. That would be fantastic. A Donkey Kong Country movie. Maybe Peter Jackson. Andy Serkis. You can go like full animated on that. Yeah. By the way, like not you don't even have to do CGI. Straight up, you know, animation. Straight up animation. So the dildo returns. Uh, the return of the magic finger finally lands. And oh my god. Oh my god. It's, it's my old monkey friend. It's Pericles. And here's, it's Pericles like comes in for a landing. And Michael Clark Duncan starts having this goddamn religious epiphany like you have never seen. And he's like bowing down to this little chimp who just gets out of the spaceship. Everybody bows. The whole war hand. stops. The whole war that's, you know, people are dead, you know, fucking. Everyone's just moited already, <laughs> and no, everybody stops, and they're like, oh, my God, it's that monkey that we thought was going to come back, like, Jesus, <laughs> and it's him. And then we go inside the spaceship. Tim Roth is like, fuck this bullshit. Tim Roth's the only one. He's like the only ape atheist in the whole crew. <laughs> he's just like, this is bullshit. And he's a plan. <laughs> he's like, they chase. Religion chases- is no basis for a government. He starts chasing him down. <laughs> He fucking chases Mark Wahlberg and Pericles like into the space station, and there is a hilarious chimp stunt double. Like, oh man, it's like a chimp stunt dummy because like Tim Roth like picks him up and he's like, "You're no god," and throws him against the wall, and it's just a fucking ape stuffed animal in an astronaut outfit getting thrown against a wall. I gotta tell you, when that ape astronaut woke up that morning, he did not think he was gonna travel into the future. And be thrown by a sentient, intelligent ape against a wall. Of course not, because he didn't even think he was going to wake up and find out he was going to be a father. <laughs> oh, yeah. that was. It's all the same day for this ape. And I'm sorry, but what convenient shit. When your time tunnel is as random as the time tunnel is in this movie, oh, sure. you're telling me at the fucking crux of this ape-human war, this all-out war, is when this dumb little chimp's going to fart his way back into the movie. That's a pretty convenient plotline, time tunnel. There might as well be a fucking phone booth and Bill and Ted come out with the chimp. Like, look who we found in the future. <laughs> hey, Socrates, check it out. <laughs> look at all these monkeys. <laughs> so they have a fight. Mark Wahlberg locks Tim Roth in, like, part of the space station. And Tim, Tim Roth has the gun that Charlton Heston gave him, and he's trying to, like, kill Mark Wahlberg. And they do, like, a dumbass, like... He's an ape, like, learning how you correctly hold the gun for the first time. Another thing that happens is Tim Roth, as an ape, punches Mark Wahlberg numerous times, and he's not dead. 
No. Which is a big problem for me. He's not dead. There's a lot of trampoline tosses going on. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mark Wahlberg's getting thrown all over this space station cave. He's walking fine afterwards, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah, not a broken rib on him. Not a single one. Hey, Tim, you can only do three trampolines at a time. We're going to have to film the second half of this scene tomorrow because I can't get four trampolines in here. Bro, I'm getting sick on all these trampolines. <laughs> look, I don't think a human being's supposed to bounce up and down like this. Look, Tim... I, do, I don't know if you know how a union works, but these tramps are hard people. They're going to come after you. You got just, you know what? We're just doing two, two trampolines in this shot. I know you played a, a tra- I know you played a corpse in Hoffa. You got to play a corpse in real life, Tim. These tramps will take you out. You know, ever heard of the bath? The bath. <laughs> You're going under. So he locks him in this bulletproof room, and somehow this fucking ape doesn't shoot himself with this laser blaster. And everyone says goodbye to him, like, separately. Like, Helena Bottom Carter's like, you're never gonna fuck me. And <laughs> Wahlberg's like, well, I guess, guess we're enemies now forever. Goodbye, bro. And Mark, Michael Clark Duncan's just like, we were never best friends. <laughs> Whatever. They magically decide we're just going to strike peace because Tim Roth was mad at an innocent ape. Yeah, exactly. It's so unjustified. The culture of the apes are as such, like, everybody fucking hates humans. We're shitting on them. There are slaves. And there's been no, and all that's happened is a war where apes are getting killed and humans are getting killed. And now they're like, okay, everything's cool. But it's just the, like, even Giamatti gets into the act. He's like, oh, I love humans now. Well, it's, oh, that's so stupid because, like, Mark Wahlberg takes Pericles, like, out of the cage. He's, like, kind of injured, but he's okay. And he's like, you can come out now, bro. And, like, Giamatti comes out and it's the corniest, like, war coward, like, oh, is it over? I was thinking about making my move. And I'm like, fuck you. Everybody knows you weren't. It's not funny. It's not fun. But the thing that I was saying was, like, this is what I hate about this. There's a, a supposedly, as the title suggests, a whole planet of apes floating yeah. around, right? This one little battle where there's maybe, I don't know, let's be, let's be fair. There's 100 apes on this battlefield, right? Out of a whole planet of apes, okay? These 100 apes fight in this battle. They see Pericles like descend from the heavens and they're like, wow, this just happened. We'll make peace with the humans. Well, don't they all go back to Ape Town? And they're like, hey, everybody, this thing happened. We're all friends with the humans. Don't you think the rest of the planet's going to be like this tiny faction of traitors? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. They're all getting executed. Yeah. Every last one of them, like the fucking Lincoln assassins. <laughs> they're all going to be publicly hung. Yeah, you got to get David Warner to sign something, at least. Or the rest of that ape senate we just never see. And if there's an ape senate, is there an ape president? Are we hailing to the chimp in this movie or what? That's what no one says, I mean, and that's I the imagine, question I'm left I imagine with. it's more of a gorilla dictator. <laughs> I, that's what a I real know. banana republic, Chris. Ah! Hey, did Steve it. got the one. Well, Planet of the Apes has the most expensive khakis. <laughs> I was imagining uh, Planet of, like every Planet of the Apes box set you ever got has a small asterisk next to Planet of the Apes. Like, where does that lead? And you go under the case and it says, and horses. <laughs> <laughs> Planet of the Apes! And horses. Because where the fuck are the dogs and the birds? It doesn't make any sense. We're fish. Uh, Fucking anything. A hippopotamus. <laughs> Fine. 
Also, the thing that they change. So this is one of the bigger changes they make from the original story is because uh, the space station, one third of DS nine, <laughs> one third of DS nine crash landed on this planet three thousand years ago, thus starting the Planet of the Apes. So again, how are there fucking horses? <laughs> yeah, was it a planet of horses and then the apes took over? Because I don't get it. There weren't any horses on the spaceship. You're telling me that this planet of apes started because it was populated with the super smart apes from that space station. Were there horses on board, too? Were they on the fucking holodeck? Hey, Pericles, take this horse embryo with you when you go into the electromagnetic storm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How on this planet? The horses had to have been there first. Second question... How are there like they show like the you know the 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 old like oh my god security footage it's going wrong the guys like these apes are too strong they're killing us when did anyone have time to fucking have kids while the apes are taking over to form a human society of hundreds of people they, there's so many it, it's a swiss cheese of a movie man there's so many questions left unanswered it's ridiculous and so, you know, Mark Wahlberg's like, all right, Pericles, you stay here. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back home. And, like, he has this kind of sort of sweet scene with Helena Bonham Carter. And I said that with, with weird Tim Burton air quotes. <laughs> Such as anything could be sweet. Well, and- I'm the only one in the room that thinks she's more attractive as an ape. So clearly I'm hard during this. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, I'm going to go back to my planet. And she's like, you're not going to stay here. And he's like, no, I love you, though. And they kiss. And... But he says he's going back to his planet. That means he's going to erase this reality entirely, right? Like, But that's, what, again, because there's weird time travel involved. Yeah. He's just going to do the old, well, if I just go back through the hole that I came through, maybe something will happen. Yeah. But he doesn't know what's going on. And that's the other thing. It's like in this movie, it's not Earth. It's another planet. There was just an alien planet that was populated by super smart apes. And just horses happen to be and there. And wild horses. <laughs> so, like, he's just going off like, well, you know what? I might be back here in a couple minutes if this thing doesn't work out. Hey, that electromagnetic storm could be long gone by now, bro. I don't know what's going on up there, but I got to check it out. Got to get this mag- magic finger and just figure it out. The Bruins are in the playoffs this year. <laughs> I got to get out of here. Bro, I can't miss the cup. I gotta get back. We might get the cup. We I might love, get the cup. Listen, I love your ape ass, but I gotta get back. And like he kisses her, and then Estella Warren's like, and he's like, oh shit, oh, shit does that make me gay, bro? And then he go makes out with a, a woman. Like I don't like I don't even know what that scene is. It's, they they don't say anything to each other. They don't, and it's just. But he really is just like, oh, bro, I just kissed a monkey. Oh, there's that broad with the big hooters. I better go kiss her, so I'm not monkey gay. <laughs> oh shit, I'm gay for monkeys. <laughs> Yo, I did one movie once, and it turned me gay for monkeys. She actually though doesn't Estella Warren have some line about like, well, maybe you could come back and yeah. visit, and he's like. Bro, I don't think you know how time tunnels work. <laughs> I'm going to erase your whole fucking reality, bro. Bro, it's not like I'm taking a trip up to Camden, okay? <laughs> I mean, fuck it. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Did you ever hear the big goodnight? That's what you were about to enter into. <laughs> so he goes into the fucking time tunnel, and here we are, everybody. What everybody's excited about is, oh, my God, the twist ending of Planet of the Apes. Quick thing before we get to the twist ending of Planet of the Apes. If it's a spoiler alert, I'm going to break your computer. <laughs> It's no, it's so stupid because when he's going back through the time tunnel, they have a fucking 
time gauge oh, yeah, on the spaceship. And I was it's like... It's not a time machine. I was like, why would you have this fucking Doc Brown Incorporated device that's it's showing the time like changing and the years going the, by really well, exactly. fast? It would be a clock and the clock would just break. Like, oh shit, time. A time... <laughs> Steve just shut down emotionally and physically. Jack Warden pulled the plug on that baseball robot. In 2029, we're going to build clocks that can tell when they go through fucking time tunnels. Bro, you ever been on YouTube? <laughs> he gets to Earth and like, oh, he you sure know, does. they're like, oh, you know, you don't have permission to land. You don't have permission to land. It's people voices. So you're like, oh, my God, finally he's on Earth. And he gets to the Lincoln Memorial, and here we go. It's now. Here's the thing: if it was just <laughs> a monkey, if it was just among any old monkey, any old yeah. monkey, I'd be like, "That's fine. It's just a monkey." And oh my god, it, he's happened upon another planet of the apes and horses. You know, <laughs> how are the fucking horses there? I can't. I can't stop thinking about it. And you know, he's on another planet of the apes. Whoops! Get see you next time, movie. <laughs> but it's Tim Roth, and there's this whole plaque about calling it General Thade saved us from such and such. And who's a fuck? And I think what that's supposed to. I mean, and that's the end of the movie. He gets arrested by a bunch of apes in police uniforms. Yeah. So it's like this close to being Theodore Rex with Whoopi Goldberg, first of all. <laughs> but like. Like, the movie fades. It fucking... Dude, it fades out. Yep, yep. We fade to black in a Planet of the Apes movie. Get out of here. Yeah. And it's just like, he's getting arrested. He's like, put your human hands in the air. You're yeah. being ape-arrested. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? what is happening? Like, what is going on right now? And it's just credits. And that's the end of the movie. It's the, it's the biggest you're not going to believe this since the Super Mario Brothers. You're not going to believe this. Because you don't set it up. It's not, it's, it was Earth all along. It's like, now it's other Earth where they went into time travel first. Time yeah, like, tunnel. So Tim Roth found another way to chase him back through the time tunnel. And, got and then got early. to Earth. I mean, oh, man, how were there horses? <laughs> I just, it's so, it's all just so stupid. And like, I, they blame the critical panning of the movie yeah, oh, as nice. to why they canceled the... They claim the critics really killed the audience buzz it, for the it movie. It would be the first time in history that that would be true. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the fr- if 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 a critical panning stopped a fucking franchise dead in its tracks, it's never happened. Transformers, Age of Extinction, in theaters now. <laughs> it's it's just never happened. And for mm-hmm. them to fucking blame it, it's such horse shit. This movie made, like, okay money, I it think. It didn't make great, great. It was the 10th gro- grossing movie of 2001. And it cost $100 million. <laughs> the apes look good. The apes look very good. Rick all Baker effects, always shows up. All the effects are good. I mean, yeah, Rick Baker's genius. Like, yeah. the music's great. Tim Roth's okay. Michael Clark Duncan's great. Mark Wahlberg, speaking of uh, Transformers Age of Extinction, like, is just the worst choice to carry this kind of a movie. He's not that guy. Like, I mean, like, Charlton Heston is so weirdly ironic in that first movie. Like, when they get to Earth and he's just fucking with that guy, like, everyone 
everyone you ever met is dead. And he's like, dude, could you lay off? <laughs> like, he's like, you know, you're 3,000 years old. He's like, I get it, dude. I'm really traumatized. And he's like, you fucked up yet? It's like, just leave me alone. <laughs> like, it's great. Like, he's, there's humor. He's, I mean, he's, he's a great actor and a great performance. And I mean, I think Mark Wahlberg's been good in movies. He certainly has been good in movies. Like, don't get but me wrong. I think he's an R-rated guy. He's most definitely, dude. Pain and gain. Like he is an R-rated guy. That's I feel an underrated movie. I'd, I I would go as far to say that might be Michael Bay's best movie. It just might be. I would go almost as far as to say that he's good in that. He's great. I think The Fighter is a great movie. Fighter's great. It was my favorite movie of whatever year it came out. It was 2012, 2011? Uh, 2011. Whenever the fighter came out. I love that movie. He's good in things. He's good in comedies a lot. Like, the Departed, he's fucking great oh, in of The course. Departed. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And, and it, just, it just doesn't work. He's, not, he's, not, he's never been a square-jawed action hero. He's never going to be. Because like, he might look like it. It, just, it takes more than just having that face. And here's another thing. And this is, you know, the internet tells me things. Sure. You know, but the, the internet told me. Yo, I read it on BuzzFeed. Bro, these lists are fucking crazy. <laughs> Most of these quizzes are pretty fucking accurate, bro. <laughs> bro, last night I was up at like 3 a.m. doing BuzzFeed quizzes. I found out what Disney villain I am. Bro, Ursula. That that's fucked up. I mean, out of the entire South Park characters, I kind of thought I was a Kyle all the time. <laughs> it's weird. I know it's weird, but I, I always thought of myself as a Kyle kind of guy. So the internet told me that Mark Wahlberg, they wanted to put him in the uh, 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 loincloth loin outfit, you know, just like Heston was in the first flick. And he refused to do it because he was worried people would remember his underwear ads. Fucking get a hold of yourself. <laughs> Did you read this script, dude? No like, one's paying attention. Yeah, or you, you see what everything like. That's the least of your fucking troubles. And also, who, who, what dude is barren flesh in this movie? All over the place. Chris Christopherson, <laughs> the movie's bravest actor, swinging for the trees, <laughs> or swinging through the trees if he's an uh, ape. Uh, ook ook. <laughs> Would anybody recommend Planet of the Apes 2001? No. I mean, I think... <laughs> no, Andrew. <laughs> I mean, I really think that Rise of the Planet of the Apes did the right thing, really. Because it's not a, it's not a concept that needed to die. Like, I mean, I think that the first one's a great movie and, and is the best movie with, that, with the Planet of Apes and Horses uh, franchise. But... Wild, wild <laughs> apes and horses... And dude, this, you better believe this fucking horse is ri- be, being ridden in this next movie. They know they know where their bread is butter. Oh, oh, the horse. And and here's this is why it makes sense at least in these new movies. And and also now that I think about that in the original yeah. in the original franchise is because it's Earth. It was Earth all along, and Earth has fucking horses. You know where it doesn't have horses? An alien planet that you fucking made up. No horses there. Yeah, no, there's stupid. Nothing here. Chris um, Cabin? Yeah, n- absolutely not. Um, I forgot how much I disliked this movie. It uh, was a real eye-opener for I, me. I, I remember walking out of it and being like, well, that was not good at all. But like, I don't remember being like, man, that sucked. And yeah, totally. After watching it now, it 
really fucking sucks. It's and a stink fest. It's boring. It's way too talky. There's not enough action. It's it's you did everything wrong. Every single choice you could have made here, you made it wrong. And <laughs> except know, casting Michael Clark Duncan because he's amazing. And asking Rick Baker to please do something for me. Please. Totally. And like those are really your only pluses. They look good and they actually almost make this movie worth watching because they they do look, they good, do and, look and good. It all and, looks great. And the subtlety of the CGI, you know what I mean? You can kind of see it on Helena Bottom sometimes, but you can't see it anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean and uh, I I do agree. I I think the smartest thing Rise of the Planet of the Apes did and it is a a really freaking good movie um is they made the center of the movie the ape yeah. Yes. That was a very smart move, and like I, that's what I wanted from this is that I want ape society. If we're gonna do it, let's do it. Yep. I've already got the Heston movie, Civilization, and the sequels to like get the human perspective on the ape planet. Right. I got it. So do something new, and like they did that, and Dawn looks really freaking good. Can't wait. Um, did we schedule this so that it drops yeah, it's, the it's week Friday. that Dawn yeah. comes out? Yeah, yeah. Friday. This Friday, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, starring Gary Oldman. And other people. Do you think they're going to take this franchise through to where they're like looking, walking around like people and wearing clothes and shit? I don't know. I mean, they, I think they've already, uh, the third one I think is already okayed. Well, I'm sure. Dusk of the Planet of the Apes? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it would it's be called Guys, Guys, Guys. Planet of the Apes is on its way. <laughs> it's a longish title, working title. Well, maybe like that one, it's like them trying to figure out some sort of form of ape government, and you can make it a musical, so then it's like that movie 1776, but just with apes trying to figure out democracy. I just want an ape Congress. I really want an ape Congress, and you could have given it to me, Tim Burton. You really could (laughs) have. I wouldn't recommend it either, and here's the final thought I want to have, because I think, I don't know if we touched on this on the air at the beginning, or if we were talking about it off the air before we started. Is this the worst Tim Burton movie? I, it's a draw for me. It's Planet of the Apes and Alice in Wonderland. It's a dead draw. For me, it's Alice in Wonderland. It's, mm. he, and because it, they do the same thing, which they make things that aren't adventure movies, adventure movies. And Planet of the Apes uh-huh. is almost an adventure movie, but it's definitely not. It's a science fiction movie, kind of a hard science fiction movie. Yeah. And Alice in Wonderland is not an adventure story, everybody. When those fuck, when there's a war between the who gives a shit and the who gives a shit less at the end of that movie, I could not believe it. I know that I liked Dark Shadows and thought it was like okay enough. I really liked Dark I Shadows. I skipped it. I, I really. I just stand don't by like. Um, what's her face? I don't like Carrie there as the teenage werewolf. That's obnoxious. Yeah, I mean she's obnoxious, but like uh, speaking of fight scenes, this fight scene between uh, Eva Green and Johnny Depp in that is a great fight scene. That's badass. That um, is badass. And even Frank and Weenie is good. I like Frank and Weenie quite a bit. He had he had a year with those two movies. Yeah. that was pretty sweet. Uh, so I guess I'll I'll watch Alice in Wonderland and try to try to see what I think, but. Uh, as far as what I've seen, this is the single worst movie Tim Burton's ever made. It really it elevates Charlie I mean, and the Chocolate Factory. I was going to say, the Charlie, time. I haven't seen I mean, in a long time. It's bad, but I mean, it's not as bad as Planet of the At Apes. least it's a Tim Burton movie. At least it's got Tim Burton things. A Tim Burton it movie. looks and feels like a Tim Burton We're movie. We're doing bump, 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 which is what you want, you know? <laughs> like, we have the bump bumps going on. <laughs> yeah. It's there. <laughs> 
That's Planet of the Apes 2001, directed by Tim Burton. If you want to get a hold of us and find out more information about the show, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Join the WHM conversation. Follow us on Twitter at WHM Podcast and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash we hate movies. Uh, right into the mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. We have, uh, we're going to figure it out. We'll have to do it in, uh, maybe next week or something. The July episode of the WHM mailbag is right around the corner. So get your emails in. We're going to read your stories on the air. Rate and review the show wherever it is you download it, whether it's iTunes, Podcatcher, Stitcher Radio, wherever it is, it increases the profile of our show, and we would greatly appreciate your efforts. Clue for next week's episode of the summer blockbuster extravaganza, Chris Cabin. Dennis Quaid. Oh, my Lord. Handsome Dennis Quaid? Beautiful Dennis Quaid. He's coming back to WHM, folks. Dennis Quaid. See, did you have an alternate... Hint did, but it's going to give everything away now that the other, the other piece. I'm not going to do it. Oh, I'm not going to do it. okay. We don't want to give too much away. Bro, I don't, I don't want to get scared tonight. I don't want to know what's coming up next week. Bro, I don't want to start freaking out, but I got to go to bed soon. <laughs> Just about the Bruins? <laughs> Tim, am I going to shoot it all today? No? Okay, great. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I definitely thought I was on the schedule for today. So until next week, bro, I'm Andrew Jupin. Oh, I'm Chris Cabin. I'm Steven Sadek. Take it easy. <laughs> hey, you're stinking hands off me, you damn dirty human! Oh.